0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Secret Language Podcast. It's your boy. Um, happy Oscar season. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but today we're going to also cover a film like like I do every week. Uh, we're going to be talking about the 2021 film directed by Sean Hader, Coda. This film was nominated for three Oscars. I will get into the wins a little bit later as I talk about the entirety of the Oscars show. Uh, It's got a 74 on Metacritic, an average rating on Letterboxd of 3.9 stars. And I gotta say, I actually really liked this film. It was one of the Best Picture nominees, and uh, it was one that I probably wasn't even going to get to. Because after its short theatrical release which the Academy does require for you to uh, be nominated for Best Picture. It has to have some kind of theatrical run. Um, it went straight to Apple TV+. Plus. And so the only way to watch it was on Apple TV+. Plus. And we don't do that. So it was like, a, well, that's kind of tough. But Sarah saw an ad for it on TV while she was at work. And she was like, you know, I'd really like to watch this. Can we sign up for the free trial just to see it? And I'm like, okay, sure, we'll do that. And it was really good. I mean, maybe not really good, but it was good. It was definitely a very enjoyable watch. Um, Let me give you the synopsis, because that is one of the good services that I offer here at the Secret Language Podcast. Uh, As a coda, which is a child of deaf adults, Ruby is the only hearing person in her deaf family When the family's fishing business is threatened, Ruby finds herself torn between pursuing her love of music and her fear of abandoning her parents. Like I said, this is a film that really pulls at your heartstrings. You can kind of tell why now after reading, hearing the synopsis. Um, The thing is, is it's not, you know, particularly anything special. And uniqueness is not a qualifier for the Oscars. So, like, it doesn't matter. But, um... You know, the story is pretty relatable, which is, I think, really nice. Something that viewers can identify with is really important, I think, in a movie, at least to a certain degree. Um, I think all of us have felt at some point this, this pull to either stay near our parents, with our parents, or to pursue something bigger. And I think all of us, you know, most of the listeners, just based on who I know listen to this podcast have gone to college and have gone far away. And like, there's, there's a part of that that's there. That's like the first time we ever really encounter that as, as people, but this is a little more, it's a little different. Like I kind of like the irony that's written into this story, you know, that um good grief. I really like the irony that's written into this story in that it's not just, Oh yeah, she's the only hearing person. But it's that she also loves music, and that's the thing that she's leaving home to pursue because it's not something that she can ever interact with and relate to her family with. This is something that is very, very personal because it's something that cannot be shared between her and her family, and that that creates a really interesting, uh, interesting, ironic kind of kind of conflict, I guess. Like it's really interesting because the family will not understand Ruby and her desire to get out and and pursue music. Cause they just, they literally cannot understand it. Like that's interesting. I mean, it, it was funny. It made me cry on a couple occasions. I mean, it's, it's a really heartwarming film and that's really wonderful. Um, walking away from this, probably the thing that I, I thought and that I enjoyed the most was the performance of Troy Kotzer, who is a deaf individual who plays the father in this movie. Um, turns out he was nominated for best actor in a supporting role and immediately he became like the guy that I want to win I didn't think he would I didn't think he was he really stood a chance at all I was like yeah I really like it but I just I don't think it's gonna win but he was really fantastic and you know it was a movie that makes you happy and that's really great like there's nothing sometimes we just need that sometimes we just need a movie that's just gonna make you feel warm and fuzzy and think you know what life is good like you know things are not that bad in the world it's good to have a heartwarming film like that especially one that receives some love and attention from the academy that's pretty nice um i gotta say it's kind of interesting i i kind of love these oscar bait movies about deaf people this is the second year in a row that this has happened uh, last year my my pick for best picture the movie that i really wanted to win was sound of metal which is about a guy he he's a drummer in a metal band and he ends up going deaf and he has to learn to cope with that and like that's a re- it's a really great movie i actually rewatched it after watching coda because i was like oh hey that's another really good movie about deaf people so i should check that out um i really really love it i think it's it's a great story makes me really want to learn sign language I kind of always have wanted to but then I see a movie like this and I'm like man I really just need to learn sign language um it's a pretty good movie uh I rated it three and a half stars it's like I said it's not anything like particularly special or unique it's not like super beautifully shot it's not bad it's, it's just not like over the top beautiful it's it's just you know it's a good solid movie uh, it, it made me happy. It's, it's worth signing up for a free trial of Apple music, um, Apple music, Apple TV plus just to see it. I mean, it's, it's worth the time. It's, you know, it was, it was good. It was an enjoyable film. And I think you should watch it. That's, that's the long and short of it. I think you should watch this movie pretty short review, but I've got some things to say about the Oscars, um, coming into the, the event, just, I remember tuning in live to the the Oscar nominations and I was pretty excited about it in general because my favorite movie in the pool and of the year was Dune and Dune fared very, very well in the Oscar nominations. It was nominated for 10, which is a lot. It is a lot of nominations. Um, Nothing in the acting category, but a lot of the technical stuff, you know, production design, editing, sound, cinematography, all the things that like, make a movie good apart from the performance Dune was nominated for. And I was thrilled. Like when your favorite movie does really well, it's like, it's kind of validating. You're like, Hey, I do have good taste, you know, whatever. Um, but I was also a little disappointed and a little bummed because Dune was not the, the most talked about film in the nominations. In fact, that was power of the dog. Which is a movie that we watched and I really did not care for. I, I kind of actively disliked it. Um, it got nominated for 12, which is insane. Like, that is crazy how many Oscars it was nominated for. And so, of course, you, you see that and you think that coming into the event, you know, you've got four nominations for actors, a lot of the same technical stuff. Unlike Dune, Power of the Dog was nominated for Best Director. So, you'd think coming into this event, Man, Power of the Dog is probably going to win Best Picture, and that's going to be kind of disappointing for me because I didn't like the movie. I didn't think it was really that good. So how am I supposed to, like, cope and live with this? You know, it was a little disappointing, but I was very excited for the event nonetheless. Um, Sarah and I filled out picks and predictions. I ended up predicting 10 of the 23 awards correctly. That's not bad, especially for a guy who didn't watch all of the films in the pool. Like, I, I was pretty pleased with that. I had a good time. But, um... I think the biggest snub of all was that Denis Villeneuve was not nominated for Best Director for Dune. Um, you know, spoiler alert: Dune won six of its ten Oscar nominations. That's, a, I mean, that is insane. That is so many Oscars. But every single recipient got up there and immediately said, "I, we, we won this award due to the creative mind and the creative voice of Denis Villeneuve," and everyone thanked him immediately. And the fact that so many of these technical things that make a movie good, these things have to run through the director. And the fact that he got nominated and won so many of those, but yet still Denis did not get a nomination, I find just preposterous. I think he should have been nominated. I think he should have won, but nonetheless he didn't. Dune still had a great night, so I'm really not that disappointed about it. It's not a big deal. But I think that was really the biggest snub. Um, Overall, I was really happy with... All of the winners, except for one. There was one that I was really kind of disappointed about, um, and that was the animated feature film. Uh, I had predicted that Encanto would win because I thought just, you know, that's the one that makes sense that is probably going to win. But obviously my pick was Luca. I mean, you guys have heard me talk about Luca in the past. I love that movie. We rewatched it recently after watching Turning Red because I was like, hey, I need some faith in a Pixar movie. Let's watch Turning Red. I mean, sorry, let's watch Luca. And I love that movie. It is for the same reasons that, like, Coda is good. It's heartwarming. It's super relatable. It's, It's visually very pretty. I love the way that Luca looks. I think it's like a very classic Pixar movie kind of a look. Like, it's just it's wonderful. It brings so much joy to me as a viewer. I love Luca. Like that's a movie I'm going to show my kids. I I want to own that movie on DVD, like all these things that just make me love this movie. And and of course it had to go to Encanto, which I didn't hate, but I didn't love it either. Like I thought it was pretty all right. It It did have at least one very, very good emotional moment, but all in all, I was disappointed with the movie and therefore I was disappointed with it winning best animated feature, um, it's fine, like I said, seriously, not a big deal, but kind of disappointing, like, again, that was one of my favorite movies that I watched all year, on top of my favorite movies of 2021, like, it just, one of my favorite movies didn't win the award, just, just a bummer, you know, like, I don't have to explain why, it's, it's just a bummer, um, the biggest surprise, probably the thing that brought me the most joy out of everything was not the fact that Dune won six Oscars. Uh, It actually was the fact that Troy Kotzer, who played the father in Coda did end up winning best actor in a supporting role. Um, I really did not expect it. I really thought that the kid from uh, power, of the dog was going to win for me. That just made the most sense. You know, it was up for a ton of awards. He was kind of the, the main foil, like, practically the main character in that movie, so I figured it'll probably go to the kid. And uh, I was wrong. I was I was so happy to be wrong, because, man, like, he was so good. And and here's the thing that I was most impressed with his performance. I probably should have mentioned this during the movie portion, but this is more about the actor than the movie, so whatever. Um, you know, most of the power that an actor has comes from their voice. I mean... That's, that's why it's a movie, you know? It's like we call them, you know, we had silent films, and then they got a lot better when we could actually talk because actors using their voice is their most powerful tool. And all of a sudden, you have a deaf actor, someone who cannot hear and therefore, like, really cannot speak. You, they kind of have challenges. They have certain challenges that they have to deal with. And if you've ever watched a movie with deaf people or seen deaf people use sign language you can learn that they are very expressive and troy kotzer is very very expressive he was brilliant um it, the, the way that you can express so much emotion with without your voice still with your face but mostly with your body language like that is it was phenomenal i mean he was electric um he was he seemed so genuinely surprised to have won the award you know, they they open the envelope. The Oscar goes to Troy Kotzer, and like the camera, you know, cuts to him, and he, he has this look of absolute shock. Like he cannot hardly believe it. He gets up there and he he gives this thrilling, emotional, wonderful speech. Um, of course, he's he's signing, and, and the interpreter is speaking to everyone. But I mean, a beautiful speech where he's he's so gracious to the creators of the film, to all the different deaf theaters that have allowed him to become an actor and to grow his skill and his craft as an actor. And he told this very emotional story about his father, who was the best signer in his family. Like, he, he comes from a family of, of deaf people also. He, he's non-hearing, so he's not a coda. Well, I guess he is technically a coda. He is a child of deaf adults. But anyways... He tells a story about his father, who is an excellent sign or someone that was very expressive and very good at what he did and how as he got older, he had a stroke and became paralyzed from the neck down. And like that, I, that just sent me straight to tears. You know, you, you watch that movie and you, you or you just even if you just think about what it would mean practically to be deaf, the only way you can communicate with people is with your body and with your hands. And all of a sudden you can't hear anything that's being said and you cannot communicate at all with anything. And that's, it is heartbreaking. And he, he brought a lot of joy to my night. I, I like jumped up, like hugged Sarah real tight. I was like, I cannot believe that he won this award. I'm so, so happy for him and for the, for Coda for winning that. And it was just phenomenal, phenomenal moment. Um, I loved that. That was the biggest surprise for me. Very, very happy surprise. Uh, Coda ended up winning Best Adapted Screenplay, which is great. Like, that was its second Oscars nominated for. Like I said, it was also nominated for Best Picture. Um, I mean, really, it was a good show. I mean, I don't really care much for the theatrics of everything, like the live song performances. Like, yeah, whatever. I don't really care for the comedians getting up and making jokes. Like, it doesn't bother me, but that's not why I tune in. Um, I'm not really gonna super address the elephant in the room. I'm sure by now you've seen the video of Will Smith smacking Chris Rock across the face. Um, kind of a challenging issue because, you know, if you're Will Smith, probably exhibit a little bit of self-control and not go up there and smack the guy. But the person that's ultimately in the wrong here is not Will Smith. If you're Chris Rock, you don't make fun of another man's wife on live television in front of a giant audience like that's a really good way to get smacked in the face. Like, you know, neither one is completely in the right, but the guy that's making fun of another man's wife deserves to get hit in the face. That's fine. Like, that's that's all I want to say about it. It's kind of bizarre that that happened. Apparently there's some talk about the Academy taking away Will Smith's first Oscar, which I don't think ought to be done. You know, I'm not a big believer in revisionist history. They'd already made their selections. And it wouldn't change what happened in the film anyways, so like, what's the point of taking it away? But whatever, we're not going to get into that. Best actor in a leading role, of course, you know, Will Smith, I just mentioned, he did win that for King Richard. Uh, I thought it was good, I didn't think it was fantastic. There was a really funny letterbox review for the movie King Richard that said, Will Smith is about to win an Oscar for ripping a Scooby-Doo fart, and I thought it was hilarious. And, and as it turns out, that guy called it. Um, I didn't mind his performance. I didn't think it was exceptionally great. In fact, I really liked Andrew Garfield's performance in Tick, Tick, Boom, and Denzel Washington's performance in The Tragedy of Macbeth, which, I mean, of course, Tragedy of Macbeth is one of my favorite movies of the year. Really, really loved it. So, of course, I was going to like Denzel, but I think Andrew Garfield was phenomenal. If you, I mean, Tick, Tick, Boom, not generally my kind of movie. I don't know anything about musical theater. I don't really care about musical theater. I don't really care about musicals. But Andrew Garfield was very good and he put on a real humdinger of performance. And so I'd have been happy to see him win. Will Smith was kind of the favorite for a long time. Good for him, I guess, you know, whatever. Um, you get to the final award of the night. Of course, that's best picture. It's a big, big deal. You know, that's like the real reason that everyone tunes in. It's like, what's going to win best picture and extending the the pool to 10 films is Kind of a lot. Like I think out of all of them, Sarah and I only watched like four, maybe five of them. Um so I didn't really have a lot to go on with my picks and predictions. But like I said, part of the event, it kinda seemed like Power of the Dog was gonna win it. Just based on everything. Twelve nominations, you know, it got best director and a couple and four of the acting roles. Like that's that's big. Dude didn't have any of those things, so it seemed like Power of the Dog was the front runner, possibly Belfast. That was a front runner for a while until the nominations came out, and so I was just preparing for the worst. I was like, okay, whatever, Power of the Dog is going to win, it and I'm going to be bummed. That's fine, not a big deal. And the presenters come out, and it's Lady Gaga and Liza Minnelli, which is like interesting choice, you know, super interesting choice for presenters. Um, Liza Minnelli of course is kind of a legend and I can understand why they'd won her there on the anniversary year of cabaret, her biggest and most successful film. And it was kind of heartwarming, but also like really sad. Cause she is in really bad shape. Like she was on a walker, not really a walker, you know, like she wasn't supporting herself. She looked in really bad shape. She seemed totally out of it. Like mentally like totally lost lady gaga kind of had to hold her hand and help her through most of it um and, and it was kind of sad to see that you know that's not really the way you expect best picture to to be announced but you know it's more than likely liza minnelli's last oscar so i guess you know whatever but she was so out of it that i honestly didn't believe her when she read out you know, the Oscar goes to, and Liza Minnelli calls out, CODA! And I was like, oh, that can't be real. She is out of her gourd She must be reading the runner-up. It turns out, no, CODA had won the Oscar for Best Picture, which, um, if you check the Twitter's kind of a controversial pick, a lot of people are a little upset and saying, like, this has got to be one of the worst Best Picture winners ever. And I'm not saying I disagree. I haven't seen that many Best Picture winners. And I didn't even see that many of the nominees for Best Picture this year. So, like, I can't even give, like, a full, complete argument or analysis on it. Not like you guys would want to listen to that anyways. But, like, Dune was technically a much better film. It didn't have quite the performances that Coda did, but, like, it was much prettier. The the sound was better. The editing was better. Like, it, it won so many technical awards. Power of the Dog had the best director and four of the best performances out of any movie this year, or at least the Academy thought so, but came out to be Coda. And like, I get it. It's a feel good movie and it made me feel good and it made me really happy. Um, that I don't think that's a bad thing. Like it, it is somewhat of a controversial pick, but you know what? It made me really happy because that movie made me really happy. And I think that's a good thing. So that was kind of the Oscars. It it was a good show. I enjoyed it. It gets me excited to continue to watch the new films that come out this year, this coming year, and getting prepared for the Oscars next year. Like that's it's an exciting time. It's one of my my nerdy things, you know. So I guess if you can take anything from this episode, it is go get your free trial of Apple TV plus, or bum off of someone who already has it, and go watch Coda. Because it's a best picture winner. It's PG 13, which is nice. It will make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It's just an overall good time. It's, you know, it is worth the price of admission, which, if you do it right, is free. So, how about that? Can't beat that with a stick. So, that's all I got. That's the Oscars. That's Coda. Um, I didn't do a Cinephile survey this month, partially because I was not able to get my friend on also because it's the Oscars and I figure that's probably worth talking about on a movie podcast. So, uh, we'll, we'll be back with a cinephile survey at the end of April. Um, thank you guys for listening. (laughs) Uh, hope you guys have a good week and that everything goes well for you and until next week.